You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. Hey, and welcome to the Neighing Fantasy Joes We Back Podcast Extravaganza. We're going to talk about what's happened in this time that we've taken off. There's just been some hectic things in our life and we need a little bit of break. It's been uh, up and down, but we are back and we are ready. And by we, I mean, today it will be just Jake and I, uh, because we're recording midday uh, and Ryan, unlike Jake and I, has a much more steady job schedule, (laughs) is the way I'll phrase that. Uh, So uh, I'm very excited to to have Jake back on. Uh, You know, we've missed you. Uh, it's been an interesting off season kind of not recording weekly so far, but we're going to get back into the rhythm of this. We appreciate everybody sticking with us. Uh, if uh, you can find us at Twitter, Jake is at takes with Jake. I am at fantasy Joe underscore will and Ryan is at rotor librarian. We're also on Twitter as at FF Joe's. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's. Uh, you get an extra you know, bonus podcast. We typically do it weekly when we're recording and they're, they're great podcasts. We will focus on, and as we go, if we only have time for one recording, for the most part, we've been doing Patreons versus big shows. So it's a good way to just, you know, keep in touch, get in the group chat. We're going to have a listener league this year that I'm going to run. We've done a mock draft. There's a lot of, uh, you know, discussions and debates that go on there that are, are great to be a part of. So join us and, uh, you know, help us help you. Jake? Well, thank you for the <laughs> beautiful intro. It's great to be back. We're back. The Joes. I think we missed a thing or two this offseason. I could be wrong. Um, I don't know if you heard, but I think Andy Dalton sided with the Saints. Um, other than that, I'm not sure if there's really much else to talk about. So how many firsts are you giving up for Andy Dalton now? The Red Rocket. Um, it's really... In, in, that, in that, Sean, that Sean Payton offense? It's got to start at three. Yeah, it's, it's the, with... Uh, <laughs> who's the comedian? That Kevin James. The Kevin James offense. Um Damn. I, how many wrong things can we say at the very beginning? To just <laughs> how, how many people are lives? clicking off of this podcast immediately? Like, oh, we're, we're so glad they're back. Click. Sean Payton stepped down. <laughs> what are these guys talking about? Yeah, that's why we're called the Joes. Um, like Will mentioned, we're just coming off of a Patreon show. Um, it's, it feels good to be talking about fantasy football again. It's been uh, far too long. Miss Ryan. Shouldn't be. Hopefully soon we'll get the, the three of us back talking talking shop but i don't know if you heard should we just jump right into it yeah i think we should hit up the the, the big ones uh about 35 minutes is, is my time frame and i know everybody cares about that as we open this show but hey it's the joes we're talking about this now it's been a while so take a relax i did start off the podcast with a nay and there oh. is a reason for that jake oh, it was foreshadowing uh because somebody who was not on the trading block they weren't interested in moving he loves Definitely himself not. some hogs. Definitely right. staying in Seattle, uh, which I still think is the biggest move of the offseason so far. Uh, Man. Because, it, I, 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 yeah, I, I'll stick to that. Uh, I'll plant my flag on that one. But Russell Wilson go to the Broncos for uh, not even, like, I, I want to say a haul of draft picks, but I don't think they, they was, like, crazy overpay. Like, he went for less than Jamal Adams. Anyway. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, the Seahawks are the worst at owning first-round draft picks anyway. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, long story short, Russell Wilson headed to the Broncos Broncos kingdom has to be so jacked up about this. 
And we are all jacked up about this because of the way it affects the Broncos dynasty fantasy football assets. Talk to me a little bit about Jake. what you think of this? Broncos country? Let's ride. No, <laughs> you obviously have to be excited. Like I alluded to this to in the Patreon show. We spent many podcasts speculating on which quarterbacks were going to be headed to the super like the Super Bowl ready Denver Broncos or Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Like they're one quarterback away from making their push. And now the Broncos have acquired Russell Wilson. We'll talk about the the blockbuster moves that the Steelers have made in the offseason later, but I think that they're like they're clearly ready. Um they're in the toughest division in football. Um I think it's probably the toughest division in like the history of football. Um it's actually kind of wild how good. Um but I think it's got to be gung ho for everybody on that Broncos offense um, going forward. Sure. Russell, I'm not sure how good Russell Wilson has been the past two years. He's been a bit rocky. Um, why that is can be many different reasons. I know that he's dealt with an injury. He's dealt with a seven year old coach who has been living in the past. Um, but now he's on to Denver where the coach is pretty much like this, this offense is Russell Wilson's, whatever he wants to do, we're going to tailor it to him. Yeah, you have new studs, coach. Yeah, you have studs like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Um, you have Albert O, who's a, an athletic marvel on tight end, and who I think is not getting talked about nearly, nearly, nearly enough is Hamler and Tim Patrick, the wide receiver three and four on Denver, if you can even call them that. Because we have had many conversations about Tim Patrick in the past, <laughs> who has outperformed Welcome. both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Like, I'm not... I'm sure there are numbers that say other, like can say otherwise, but Tim Patrick has been incredibly undervalued, um, just incredibly. And KJ Hamler is no slouch in his in his right too. He is a second round draft pick with elite speed, um, great route running skills. He's and he's just dealt with injuries as well. Um, would it shock me in the slightest if KJ Hamler turns out to be the Tyler Lockett in that offense? Like, no, it it, it really wouldn't. And I would be that, that would shock me quite a bit. That, well, that's a pretty high bar. I think if I think if no, KJ I, I relevant, I'm not I'm not shocked. But if he's Tyler Lockett and is a top, yeah. top 18 wide receiver, I will be very 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 surprised. I, In a good I, way, though. I'm more good just saying that with everybody so gung ho about Judy and Sutton, I'm I'm more likely to throw darts on the cheaper pieces on this offense than overpay for the top dogs. Yeah, and I think that that's a, a great point and a great strategy. Uh, Russell Wilson will make other wide receivers fantasy relevant if you're just you're just basically getting a lot of upside for a lot less cost. Yes, you have a carrying cost of that player on the team, but yeah, I, I've, I've actually heard Tim Patrick. I, I was on uh, one of the Roto Underworld podcasts. Uh, they were saying that they wouldn't be surprised if Tim Patrick performs very similar this year to Jerry Judy. Uh, I'm I a bigger agree. fan of Jerry Judy than the other Joes, but I'm not like, uh, I, I guess I, I'm not at the point where I'm like, there's no way that would ever happen. Like Jerry Judy is the next coming of Jerry Rice. They're both named Jerry. Let's go. Uh, it's, it's more of, I just, I think Judy's a really good player and I'm very excited about his upside, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not falling head over heels to try to acquire him or overpay for him, but I am very excited to watch this. I'm just excited. The entertainment value of this team is going to be incredible. Not to mention what having a better quarterback will do for the running game and whoever they have in the backfield. There are a couple no names. So let's uh, <laughs> the Javante Williams uh, stock Wait. is, rising too, but we should. Uh, it's a yeah, the rising tide raises all boats, whatever that phrase is. But uh, 
Where do you think, like, so, like, fantasy finishes, are are any league winners coming off this deal? It is is definitely in the range of outcomes, especially for the Judys and the Suttons. If I had to put up, like, a percentage, I would say, um, like, Sutton has higher odds um, than Judy, I would would say. But I think it's kind of a coin flip there. Um, Personally, I would... I think that they are more of a sell candidate, like sell candidates just because how much their value has risen without even seeing the field yet. Um, I think it's an absolute given that they're going to be better players with Russell Wilson than Teddy Bridgewater, et cetera. Um, I don't even remember who they had before Teddy. Um, like Russell, Russell Wilson's 33 years old. He's, he's an absolute stud. Um, so I don't think there's too many question marks there. Um, do I think they can be league winners? I, I kind of would rather... Like, I don't think there's a Cooper Cup out of this. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's a good reference. Uh, I would, that would be uh, uh, kind of, that's like a fantasy land to live in to think that the Cooper Cup would come out of this. None of these guys are as good as Cooper Cup. I there are going to be shootouts in this division, though. That's kind of what I'm most excited about is, like, yeah. I don't see any low-scoring games when they play inside the division twice a year, so. And I'm saying if Melvin Gordon re-signs with the Broncos right now, one of my hot takes for this upcoming season will be that Javante Williams finishes his running back one. Uh, if Melvin he does or does. If he does. Because if he doesn't, too many other people are going to say it. I'm just going to fall off that one. Interesting. Like, so you're just like, I don't care if Melvin Gordon stays. He I, I really one. don't. I, I think Javante Williams is talented enough where he'll, he'll see the feed enough, field enough and the offense will be prolific enough because I think Melvin Gordon helps the offense. Again, that uh, Javante in his second year working with Russell Wilson is – uh, I, I would love to buy on that dip that we get with the Melvin Gordon resigning. I don't want to uh, buy on the the bulge that we would get if he doesn't. So how do you think this affects the Seattle Seahawks losing their franchise QB? We have no idea if it's going to be Drew Locke, if it could be Geno Smith, or if it could be Baker Mayfield. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to be Jimmy G. Maybe it's Malik Willis or insert rookie name here. But it's definitely uh, a downgrade for Fant, Metcalf, Lockett, and company. Yeah, I standing pat on those players as far as having them on the team, like you're not going to get an offer that's going to be a value that you really want for those guys. Uh, the only way would be is if somebody fully believes that Metcalf or Lockett is going to get traded to a team like the Packers, or I know the Chiefs have reached out. It looks like they might not be anymore because of their signings and what they've done. But anyway, that's you could maybe buy the dip. Uh and take a, take on risks to your own team. I think if I have them though, for the most part, I'm just going to standing pat for now and try to have a little bit of patience with it because all those quarterback situations you just talked about suck. It's, it's going to be awful. Uh, if, if that's what they're going into the season with that offense is going to be absolutely terrible. And we saw how it worked last year when Russell Wilson was out. It was not a fun ride, not a fun ride at all. See like, I think the hype is up there for the Broncos because they're getting Russell Wilson and obviously the opposite for the Seahawks, right? So I see that as an opportunity to sell the Broncos. And I think it's an opportunity to acquire the the Seattle Seahawks because, like you said, Metcalf and Lockett could easily switch teams. And as soon as they do, their value skyrockets again. But their current owner is thinking, I could be stuck with a rookie QB, Drew Locke, Geno Smith. Like, they're, they have to be more nervous than they were when they had Russell Wilson, right? So if this is, a, if you can acquire any of these guys, I would try, even Noah Fant, he, he kind of ran out of favor um, in Denver. So mm-hmm. I think a new, a new uh, change of scenery is definitely in his favor. The guy's an absolute athletic freak. Like if he, every single draft class that 
you put that prospect in, he's probably the number one tight end coming off the board. Like he's, uh, I guess he was the number two in his draft class. I'm pretty sure. With yeah, Hawk. he's behind Hawk. Yeah, go Hawks. But but <laughs> but his like he is a he's a beast, and he's been talking about that the Broncos misused him, that he's more of a downfield threat, and if he gets that um, opportunity, I'm here for it. I don't know if Seattle can be that uh, barren, like could be that opportunity for him because we know how. Uh, they run things there. They're very run heavy. They they also like their Will Disley. Uh, I don't I don't know why. Um, I don't I don't. But either. I, I think it's an opportunity to acquire them because I think their value is lo- is lower than it was in the before the before these news, right? So. Yeah, it, it, I think we should dive into looking at what we're actually like. I might maybe we'll I'll go make some offers and see if I can find uh, some trades that went through with those guys because I would like, like to talk about like specific values. But we're just not going to have enough time. This is our this is our little like reunion. Get back together. Let's have Would a little you? a little quick chat. But I will I'll do some more research into them and actually come with uh, some tangible news. And we'll do it on the Patreon next time. So, <laughs> absolutely down for that. Quick quick uh, trade dynasty trade proposal. Corlin Sutton and a second round pick for Metcalf. You're like obviously I think the value is for Metcalf, but you could see a. A ch- like a championship level team thinking that you're going to get similar output out of sudden with the team scenarios and you're going to acquire a pick on top of that. Yeah. I don't know if a championship team is looking to acquire a bunch of second round picks though. So you might have to like figure Touché. out a player you can get in there. Um, but if you were doing like, okay, let's say like Cortland Sutton and Miles Sanders for DK Metcalf. Yeah. Like that, yeah. That, I think that's an opportunity or, to acquire Metcalf because I like we talked about and like you want those studs, right? You want the difference makers. And if if, this, if Metcalf went to Kansas City tomorrow, like, are you kidding me? Or if he went like if he went to the Jets, like I know like that's probably one of the a worst case scenario. But they want that wide receiver one. He's got familiar. He's familiar with Elijah Moore, and I think that like a change of scenery for him is good news too because I think he's just that that archetype of give him the damn ball as many times as possible. And you're going to, you're going to be ha- better for it. Right. So and yeah, I don't know if his, the Seahawks use him in that way. And I, I think too, DK Metcalf has to know with his athletic build, actually they probably know he, he actually thinks this way because he's an elite athlete, but his archetype is going to fall off faster. So his prime years is much shorter than, than what like Tyler Lockett, you know, has, or has had, I think DK is more like when he starts to hit that close to 30, uh, we're going to be all jumping off that that ship. If, if or if they just draft Malik Willis, like all of all of their values skyrocket down because of the quite oh, what if Malik Willis is good? Like, what if he's yeah, the or, next Russell Wilson? Or, like, or I or I think Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, yeah. all of those yeah. guys can slang the rock. It, yeah, they might not end up being good, but they can at least throw the ball better than what they have on the team now. So, so there was another QB who was making lots of news this offseason and quickly got overshadowed by that Russell Wilson news that day. Andy I, Dalton, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, you know where I'm going with the reigning yeah. league MVP. Um, but I wanted to mention quick too, I wanted to say it off the jump. When that Russell Wilson trade came across my phone, I stared at my phone screen for a good 30 seconds, inspecting the name Adam Schefter, inspecting the check mark beside it, rereading it over and over again. I was like, that's got to be the biggest trade in my entire lifetime of any sport. Like I'm not a big baseball guy or big, I know basketball has had tons of trades. I'm not uh, too big on, I don't follow that as much as I would like to. Um, but in terms of like NFL and I, I'm a big NHL guy, there's been nothing uh, remotely close to that. I can't think of like Deshaun Watson coming, um, came after the fact, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, but that Russell Wilson, who? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's your major. franchise. 
yeah, and Russell, Wilson, Russell Wilson's worth like a billion dollars to your franchise. Yeah, so that's a, you just don't see those assets get moved very often. Like Andrew Luck, I think described as a skyline builder. I'm pretty sure how he almost built a skyline in Indianapolis just with how much like revenue he was able to bring to that city. Yeah. Russell Wilson is one of those guys where Denver is going to be booming now that uh, Russell's there. They're going to be selling yep. tickets, no problem. Okay, so, now moving back on to something that Aaron happened Rodgers. with the reigning MVP. Aaron Rodgers, he's staying in Green Bay, which I think some people kind of expected, but what people did not expect was him to lose his number one wide receiver, going to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first and second round pick. That was one where I had Derek Carr. And make sure that it was actually sent out by a real person. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we should have been taken aback as much as I like I was as a group because Devontae Adams said in the past, if you franchise tag me, I want out. And yeah. what did they what did they do? Franchise tag them. Yeah. yeah. And then offered him a contract anyway. Just offer him the contract before you like uh anyway. So yeah. So what kind of fantasy implication does this have? Do you think Devontae Adams his values could probably got a like diminished a little bit leaving oh yeah absolutely steady, like mvp and aaron Rodgers. um i like to think I, he's probably got more target competition with waller and renfro there well, um, more more target competition with a lesser quarterback yeah so i and he's getting he's already getting high in age for a wide receiver right he's 29 years old um he's probably a massive sell but i'm not sure how many people want to buy at the moment right yeah, I, and again, I have Devonta Adams in a few places, and I've just kind of had to stay. I'm standing pat for now. I need more hype articles to come out about this. I need a boost. We need something more out of this versus everybody just being disappointed that the Aaron Rodgers connection is gone. I feel like that's been the the biggest thing. Some people have tried to argue if, that it's good for Renfro or Waller. I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Uh, you're now again in a less efficient offense. You're now getting a, the best receiver coming into there. I think it's fine for them. I think you could acquire them. But again, uh, I, I'm not very excited to. Maybe Darren Waller, as we talked about on the Patreon, won't dive into that. But uh, I think for this year, I think it has some implications for, I think uh, Josh, it's good for Josh Jacobs as far as the offense as a whole. Um, yep. And then I also think Derek Carr is a great, uh, like like if you wanted to try to acquire Derek Carr, because he's never been that expensive. And I think when we come into redraft season, that's a little bit more where my take comes from the Raiders initially is I think Derek Carr is a great buy uh, if you're doing a Superflix redraft league. Um, he won't be very expensive again in like an auction format that you're doing. And I think that his uh, is basically median or medium across the season is raised. Yeah, he's like one of the least sexy quarterback names uh, like that you could acquire. But that's, yeah. that's exactly the reason why you want to acquire him is because he's he's going to get the job done for you at a low cost. Especially like I kind of alluded to with that Russell, Russell Wilson, just being in that division with the Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? Like you're going to have plenty and plenty of shootouts. Like they all made efforts to improve their defense too, but those offenses are too good not to like not to shoot out. So yeah, I'm pretty much, I would try to acquire every single person you can. And I think uh, a similar point is I feel like you want those, the cheaper pieces in all these offenses too, right? Because especially in best ball type of leagues, um, like redraft, best ball, dynasty, best ball, et cetera. Um, there's going to be lots of points put up by these teams. That's, that's pretty much the point I'm going to keep. Ooh, you so you're saying acquire Brian Edwards. I got yeah, it. I got I it. I think I would. I like, I don't hate it because his, his cost right now after Devonte Adams has gone in, he's got to be free. 
Yeah. Like he's, he was already he's, a third round pick. Yeah. So now he's like, he's literally free. Like he's going to be a free agent in the league. So he's still on, on one of the better offenses in the league. And he's going to be in lots of games that where points are going to be put up on the board. So I don't hate it. And again, uh, if Adams or uh, Renfro have an, an injury or something happens, uh, Brad Edwards is probably a starter. I mean, it, so, it's fringy. It could be fringy because like he had that opportunity last year and it didn't go anywhere. But, you know, it's a, again, low risk, uh, medium reward. So are you, are you acquiring Alan Lazard, um, Amari Rogers, Robert Tanya, any guys like this now with uh, how open targets there are in Green Bay? To, they're just, uh, I mean, maybe uh, you could go for Tunyon uh, as far as like the cheaper one. Uh, I think Amari Rogers had a lot of hype after the draft too, especially whatever, like whatever rookie they acquire. His, move, yeah, his special, his special team prowess kind of, I think he had some fumbles on punter returns. So like kind of went downhill, but anyway, uh, no, I'm not, I'm waiting that one out. I'm not paying up for Alan Lazard. I like that. I like him as a player, went to Iowa state. I mean, so I've always kind of followed those players in the NFL and I've followed Alan Lazard for a long time. I loved his combine stats. I liked in college, he was an absolute stud, but again, you know, what, what do they want? Does somebody want like a mid second round pick now for Alan Lazard. I'd rather take wait for the draft and I'd rather have George Pickens, you know, or even like David Bell. I, I like the upsides of those players higher than what I do for Alan Lazard. I, and I wouldn't And he's not even on the Packers yet. He's not even resigned. If they have absolutely no choice, but to become more run heavy. Like you already saw Aaron Jones be very fantasy relevant with Aaron Rodgers, and he's probably going to like he's probably going to catch more balls because of that. Hard to acquire a twenty-seven-year-old running back for me. Um, depending on hopefully you can get him cheap, just because of that. Um, AJ Dillon, I would I would wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, get way more opportunity too, just based on you got to find different ways to win the game if you can't have Aaron Rodgers throwing MVP numbers, right? Like if you don't have that Devontae Adams target. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to transition. We also saw AJ Dillon has a good set of mitts on him. Uh, yeah, he, man, he had some fabulous great. catches last year. Like he, yeah, he's everything you want at a running back. He just is in a backfield with one of the better running backs in the NFL. And Aaron, like Aaron Jones is really, really freaking good. So uh, I think that. But again, I think AJ Dillon's price is also it's it's been up there. Yeah, uh, probably late first round pick range. I would think. Yeah, and I think I think with something like that, I think you just uh, uh, for that one, you can just wait till your rookie draft. Uh, the Packers are going to do something. The backfield probably won't change, but they're going to do something that may may you know put a little bit of, of water on the, the the backfield fire that you can get it just a slightly cheaper. So I think, uh, but if Aaron Jones tears his ACL playing pickup hoops or something like that, uh, then AJ you know, AJ Dillon almost becomes unacquirable. So staying in the best division in NFL, um, in the NFL, we have less fantasy, less fantasy fantasy (laughs) relevant, um, but you have Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, both going to the chargers, um, obviously defensive. So we don't have much dynasty fantasy football takes here, but we'll we'll, we'll talk talk about Gerald Everett. Um, cause I think he's going to be a value on that offense. You just want pieces there, but the the chargers are making a push, man. I think they're going to be a, my Super Bowl pick. I think they were last year, um, but this, whew, this division, like we, I can't. I'm gonna beat this note like a dead. I'm gonna beat this one too. But geez, that's uh, two of the best defensive pickups you probably could have had. Yeah, and they resigned Mike Williams. Uh, so you said Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and now you had Gerald. You want the tight end for the Chargers? That's yeah, uh, a player that's you want on your roster. Like he's worth the spot that he's gonna have. Gerald Everett has always been this dynasty darling since he was the first pick by Sean McVay at the, with the Rams. 
which is, I think, just, just a fascinating little fact, too. Uh, but uh, he's always kind of disappointed. So here's another opportunity for us to set our hearts up for disappointment, but I'm here for it. And I would probably be trying to acquire Mike Williams in every single league that you're in. Um, he could easily outscore Keenan Allen this year. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Um, I think he was probably close to last year. In the first half of the season, he was literally, the, I think he was the wide receiver one. Like he was yeah, league incredible, winner. Incredible. Yeah, like run last um, year. Yeah, just filthy. And, it, and the added, report with Herbert was like, like watching it aesthetically was 100% there. There was complete trust between those two. Yeah. It was amazing to watch. They paid him as that alpha. Um, they've used him at all quadrants of the field instead of just as a deep threat like they used to. Um, I think he is like that dude. And I, I expect him to be a wide receiver one this year. So, and his cost isn't that like you could probably acquire him for a second round pick right now, which is kind of bonkers in my mind. Yeah, I would do that. Second round pick easy peasy. I'll take that out. Like again, over those upsides, like the George Pickens, David Bells, whatever I keep naming those. I'll say those names the entire podcast, but if I get him for a second, I'm smashing that one. That's an easy, but I don't think you can get him for a second, but that's, that's only that's it's anecdotal. I don't have any uh, hard facts. We'll, We'll revisit. I'll make some uh, trade offers and see what people say. Yeah, offer some 20, 23 seconds, and you might be surprised. Yeah. Okay. The we, last uh, team in that division is the Kansas gonna, City Chiefs. I'm writing that in the show notes. Who have also been making huge moves, only losing um, maybe the best wide receiver in the league in Tyreek Hill. <laughs> but they acquired a Juju and MVS. Does that, does that fill the hole? Does that fill the gap that Tyreek Hill is about to leave? I mean, MVS and Tyreek Hill are basically interchangeable pieces, right? <laughs> what's, the, what's the difference here? One's, uh, a one's like an armadillo? Is that, here's know. another one where it came out that Tyreek Hill was allowed to seek a trade, and then like it was less I feel, than 24 hours later. It's like he's going to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah it was and like that night. That was crazy. Mike, Mike McDaniel down in uh, Miami is just throwing you know a little micro party. He's one of the funnier interviews out there, too. His dry sense of humor really resonates with me. Um, but anyway... Uh, I think it's, it's great for the Dolphins. It's great for them as an NFL team. Uh, I, I actually don't mind that the Tua Tyreek connection. It's not like Tua wasn't pushing the ball downfield at all. People just have that assumption. It's actually not true. Oh, you uh, can use Tyreek everywhere. Yeah. So I and I, I like their coaching staff. I think I don't. You know, you can't compare McDaniel and Reed because Reed has such a longer history of success than what McDaniel has. But I like the brain that McDaniel has on him, and so I like uh, Tyreek going there. I have not offered any trades for Tyreek Hill yet, but I would, I would like to. <laughs> I think almost a bigger acquisition for the Dolphins is the, the Armstead signing for the help in that line, which is just massive. Um, easily a top five tackle in the league. You, all, you also had, you all, you added Bridgewater in case two is not the guy. Um, you got Cedric Wilson as a wide receiver three there. Um, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert as the new running backs. Wouldn't shock me at all if Gaskin still has a role. So um, wait, wait, but, with, with Cedric Wilson as the wide receiver three, uh, I have, so it's Terry oh, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker. Okay. So no, I, and maybe I think is that, Parker could be moved, but yeah. But is that the, what if Devontae Parker goes to the, the Packers? Like maybe it's the time to send a third round pick for Devontae Parker. It is. Uh, you're you absolutely late right. Yeah. And get that like kind of going with the theme of what we've talked about this entire time is maybe try to acquire the fringe pieces that have a lot more upside for a cheap. And that way you don't get burned really hard you have the opportunity to, to get a good profit. Yeah, no, I love that call. And just going back to the Tyreek Hill acquisition, I don't know how you defend uh, Waddle and Tyreek at the same time. Like that's, 
Waddle's biggest player comparable, he was he was the guy who was getting the Tyreek Hill comparables that somebody gets every single year. But he's actually pretty close to that. And it was what by, a, is there a better sorry. guy to learn from? Is there like to defending both of them? Like that's a mismatch and a half, if you ask me. Um, it was so Paul Pertichese came and guested at our drafter party uh, show, and he's talked about this, and he said it the whole time. And Paul Pertichese, smart dude, loved her. Like his dynasty notebooks, they're like 10 bucks. They're super cheap. Great information. The amount of information you get for $10 that it might be 15. Now, either way, it's easily worth it. It's a super fun also follow to see how well he does with his first round predictions. Like how many players are going to go in the first round. He's got like an 80, like high eighties, I think percent hit rate of not the order, but who's all going to be taking the first round. Um, anyway, he said Jalen Waddle was one of the only players he's ever and willing to compare to Tyreek Hill. And I found that fascinating and it's why I ended up drafting Jalen Waddle in a few spots was because I trusted him because he's been right about this kind of stuff in the past. Um, nobody has a hundred percent hit rate, obviously, but anyway, yeah. And then Mike, see this whole offense, this became such the dolphins are now a super exciting team. They went from a team that you want some assets from, but you're always super nervous about it to now I am full bore into uh, acquiring any and all dolphins that I can. And this might be, this might be your last chance to sell to a, because I think I, I might've mentioned it in this show, but I definitely mentioned it in the Patreon show because I recently sold Tua after this news um, and acquiring the 101, trying to pivot to um, Malik Willis. Tua's been a really tough guy to sell before any of this news, but he's got some hype now. Now he could easily, he could roll with this, with this new lineup. He could become the like left arm Drew, B, Drew Brees type or like <laughs> accurate passer, calm in the pocket, the tank for Tua that you all wanted. It is definitely in the range of outcomes, but if he's, if he's negative, would it surprise me in the slightest to see Bridgewater? Not like, not even a little bit. They, they, like you just alluded to, they're here to win games. The division isn't very good. You pretty much just have the Buffalo Bills um, are guaranteed to win it. And they're trying to make a push for it. They think their opportunity is now. I can't really blame them. So uh, if this, for me, I would, I would probably put two on the market and see what you can get for them. Cause I think there's risk there that obviously there's always been risk there, but there's, uh, what what about if you have Tua acquiring Bridgewater as well? Uh, I think you can get Bridgewater relatively cheap. Um, the problem so is, maybe, like, if you can't sell Tua for what you want because you're yeah. going through all these trade negotiations and it's the struggle, do you think about maybe adding a handcuffed quarterback? Uh, maybe if you're like, if you need the cheap guy for the year, where you're just looking for like he's your third, fourth quarterback, and you just in case something something were to happen with Tua because we've seen him go down in the past. But long term, I wouldn't pay anything for that um, spot yeah. because if if that happened, Tua still a stop. I mean, Bridgewater is still just a stopgap, right? Like he's not their long term answer. He's he's replaced he'd replace Tua because they think the, Bridgewater gives them the better opportunity to win. But then they're still going to be looking for their future at QB, right? Like they're yeah. And I think I think Tua might have a longer leash than what I was saying earlier. I was thinking about it too with them moving that first round pick next year and kind of going all in. I think Tua might have another year of opportunity at least to be the starter in Miami. Cause like if they, if, if Tua stinks or he gets hurt and they have to go to Bridgewater, they don't really have like a great uh, like, like path to action to move on from Tua. You know, they're going to have to sign like a veteran QB who was back in somewhere. Like it's kind of like the adding the Trubisky for the Steelers that have to do something like that for his competition oh. next year, because their draft capital isn't going to be there. Breaking news. We were we were saving that like blockbuster piece of information of Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers. 
Oh, I sorry. <laughs> should we just move? Sorry. Should we move on and talk about the fantasy implications of the second overall draft pick from a few years ago? So yeah. So Pittsburgh who's the backup Steelers? now? So do you acquire Mason? Rudolph? No, I'm kidding. I so I think the backup could definitely still be Mr. Trubisky. Um, I think well, he's going to start probably week one, but it, it wouldn't shock me at all if Steelers are still exploring their options that could be in this rookie draft. Um, but I don't hate the the signing at all for the Steelers. Uh, very cheap contract. Just giving him the opportunity to prove himself potentially. They wanted that Konami code uh, potential. Not saying Trubisky is like elite in that aspect, but he's not. He's better than Big Ben. <laughs> Far better than last year, Big Ben. I would have to. I would venture to guess. Um, you also you acquired Miles Jack, so you're making more improvements to that defense. And you're, so you're using that 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 money elsewhere that you're not paying for that franchise level QB. And I think you've got potential that he could have a Ryan Tannehill type uh, boom where you, when he left Miami, he was pretty much a nothing level quarterback in the league, goes to Tennessee, and all of a sudden he's a top 15 guy and he actually can be a difference maker for an NFL team. So do I think it's likely? Uh, probably not, but it's a in his range of outcomes, absolutely. So I don't, I don't totally hate the Trubisky experience in Pittsburgh yet. Uh, but speaking of tough divisions, I already alluded to it. You got Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and now Deshaun Watson. I don't think uh, Trubisky is winning that division anytime soon. Yep, and I think you're gonna have less uh, catches and targets for Najee Harris because you just saw last year on a weird amount of fourth and tens, the dump off to Naj. Uh, which is always a horrible play by them, by the way. It never worked. Um, but uh, I think you, you might see some more. I don't know. Their offense is going to be, I think, actually, with Najee Harris, he might have a better season than last year if he doesn't get hurt. So, uh, but that's, we should we should move on. I'll leave the rest of the Steelers take in your boat. Um, yeah, we can. We, we are not going to get all through these because I got about 10 more minutes before I have to pop off. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good. So the last team, I guess that we have a few more teams in that uh Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills division. Um, the Buffalo Bills, probably, if you're doing a power rankings right now of NFL teams, I know the Rams just won the Super Bowl, but you might put Buffalo Bills at the, the number one spot. They were that good at the end of last year. I think many people would have picked them as their Super Bowl favorite, and I think they're probably the Super Bowl favorite for a lot of people going into next year. Josh Allen was just absolutely superhuman. Um, and then you're, you're adding guys like Jameson Crowder into the mix and O.J. Howard. Uh, First round tight end a few years ago that had had lots of promise and Crowder, who's a guy who's been, uh, I think he's been productive when given the opportunity almost anywhere he's gone. Yeah, Crowder's one of the more underrated dynasty assets owned because when he was starting and on the field, he was producing for you. He had a lot of injuries last year and did not start a lot. Uh, it was kind of unfortunate, but when he was out there, uh, you know, he was like the Elijah Mitchell plus on the Jets. I kid, I kid. Uh, he's he's but, uh, but I, like he's, I, I think I, I like Crowder. I still like Crowder. I think Crowder's worth a roster spot. So like, that's totally fine. Like like I'm, it, I'm pivoting it, from Gabriel Davis to Crowder all day, every day. Like if I can, if I can get a, a late first for Davis, which is possible, but I think is difficult um, because I think dynasty owners are skeptical. But after that four tight uh, touchdown game, someone someone's going to believe in that hype. And Crowder, you can get for a third, right? So if there's that big of a gap between value gap and they might get similar outputs for points, like I'm pivoting to the the cheaper option. Like we've kind of been our theme for the day today. Yeah. Gabriel Davis has more long-term upside than Crowder. It's not a very hot take, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but 
uh, I, yeah, again, like you still need fantasy points to win fantasy leagues. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and in the same breath, I think uh, I'm going to be pivoting. If I had any Dawson Knox shares, if people still see him as a top target on the bills at the tight end one, I think I'd pivot too. Cause I think OJ Howard's going to see the field a lot. I, yeah, I, I still really like Dawson Knox. The rapport between Knox and Allen last year shouldn't, I don't think should be discounted uh, too much. I would say if somebody in your shoes is selling Dawson Knox, can I get, you know, Dawson Knox for and when we're in the rookie draft, like a late second where I don't like any of my options, you know, and I can send that and somebody can get an upside, you know, running back that they want. I mean, I would probably make that move. I, I have to assume it's probably not a tight end premium league. And I think, I think Trey McKitty and like, guys like that are probably going later than that. Like I could be, I could be off with that, but I think I'd pick. Trey McBride. Trey McKitty Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's that's what I meant. And I know rookie tight ends often suck. So it's probably not the smartest of moves, but I I would probably try to pivot. um, That's just me personally. Yeah. And I think that's really fun. I think we should, uh, we should say we still have a lot more news to go through, but we also have more podcasts to do. Uh, in the future, we didn't hit everything yet, and we will. Uh, I do think there's some more fallout that is going to happen. Uh, I really like the next topics we have to talk about. Just know that we're going to. Um, and, and in about a month or, month or two, we'll be back. Uh, I, I I will have uh, an aneurysm uh, if we wait another month. I miss this is too much fun, uh, and this has been such a good day. Uh, we appreciate everybody for listening again. The, we are the Fantasy Joes. Listen back Fantasy to the top Joe. of the episode. If you want all the information again, yeah, screw it. Let's go through it. Uh, Jake is at Takes with Jake on Twitter. I am at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. Ryan is at Roto Librarian. You can also follow us as a whole at FF Joe's. Also, if you want to get the real juicy details and a little bit more off the cuff times, but with more kind of hard hitting evidence and talking about specific trades in our leagues and values, uh, go to Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash Fantasy Joe's. Uh, it's cheap to do. We really appreciate it. It basically pays for our Zoom. Uh, we're not making you know money off doing this. This is a hobby, but it's a really fun way to be more involved in our community. And we will also be doing a Patreon league this year that I will be running. And uh, if you think you can take me down, but you can't, but you just gotta you gotta be a patron to be a part of it. So I wish you all well, uh, Jake. Any parting thoughts? Uh, just thank you for listening. We'll be back there. There we go. Uh, also, we'll look forward to this offseason of, hey, here's Will's Dynasty guys to pick up uh, that are basically free. Everybody's welcome for James Conner last year. I will say that at the end of every episode this year. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here.